My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. All right, guys, you are a 40-plus gay guy, and you are in the good of life, the bad of life, the ugly of life, and you've tried everything. Nothing seems to be working. You can't get out of your shit no matter what you do. Or maybe you're doing really well and you wonder, how can I keep doing this? What can I discover about myself to keep myself on that track and keep moving forward? Well, you could hire me as your coach. That's the ultimate. No, I'm kidding. It's not just the ultimate, but there's so many interesting modalities out on our lovely planet right now to help guide you into that sense of self. And if you've ever felt like I don't still really know who I am as a gay man, well, we're going to open your mind today to some experiences that you've heard about. There's been some stuff about magic mushroom, medicinal purposes and retreats and all this sort of stuff. Well, boys, that is where we're going. We're going on a little mushroom adventure today with the founders of the Journeyman Collective, Rob Grover and Gary Logan. And I'm not going to say a whole lot because I want them to expand your mind in the way that they probably know how to do so much better than I do. So Gary and Rob, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you guys here. Thank you much. Thank so you so much, much Rick. <laughs> I'm just curious from my own personal, and I'm sure some of the others like, okay, how did this, how did you get into this? How was like, let's go build a, a quote journey um, where you use quote the magic mushrooms. Was it from personal experience? Was it looking for your own self-discovery and whichever you want, you wants to take it. Rob, why don't you start? And then Gary, you can follow up with anything you want to add. Perfect. Definitely, because that's our, sort of where it started. And I had my own coaching business. It was mindset, vibe set, energy coaching, career coaching, a gamut of um, a number of different things. And in that process of helping other people, I, I sensed there was a, a deeper layer within me that wanted to come out and and really shine and, and help people at a different level. Yeah. And so I went on my own guided psilocybin journey and it was a game changer i cleared a lot of the old that just was hanging around that i didn't even know was there and uh one of the reasons we went into that or i went into that journey was uh gary's mom who lived with us for four and a half years she passed away and so there was a little bit of depression a little bit of grief and not necessarily knowing how to like actually cleanse and clear that out of my field. And when I actually did that, I came back and I had found a deeper level of joy and a, a deeper discovery of like, this. these are the conversations I want to be having with people, high level conversations about who they are, what they're here to do, and the impact that you want to make in the world. So uh, I went on my journey first, I was the guinea pig. And then Gary saw the shift in me and was like, okay, maybe this is something I could possibly try. A little skeptical, it sounds like there. Oh, well, you know, it was like, you do that and I don't need it. I'm fine. Right. It's like, of course. nothing wrong with me. Totally okay, you guys just now sound like a typical couple. Oh, no, you do that. I'll just kind of watch, right? You know? <laughs> exactly. If you come back, okay, then maybe I'll venture yeah. down that road. But the shift was uh, remarkable. It was just crazy how much Robert had shifted out of um, 
a bit of grief that we were both going through because the loss of my mother and uh, a bit of depression, uh, a bit of loss of direction and where are we going in our lives? You know, how do we move forward um, other than sticking to the mundane day in, day out sort of work that we were doing? And uh, so I decided I would go on a journey because I had this, I say, quagmire around me of very slogging through life, moving slowly. Sure, the the work that we were doing was good, but it, I knew there it could be better. And so I spoke with the medicine man and timed it that it was my birthday. And at the same time, we um, did a celebration of life for my mother and uh, spread her ashes and all the synchronicities that happened from there before I went on my journey was amazing. And um, during the journey, it was about three days I was with the, uh, the medicine man on a beautiful luxury uh, peninsula, this massive gorgeous home. It wasn't in a hut or a, a log cabin. Uh, didn't have to run around naked and bang sticks, which mm. was quite happy to find out. Um, it was a journey within self. It was a self-discovery and exploration. And um, holy shit, there was some eye-opening stuff that went down. And I was. Um, it was a blessing to do something like that and to move forward in my life. It cleared a lot of um, old stories that I was holding on to uh, about my past, a baggage that I was taking forward, uh, released the grief, and I came out uh, much stronger. And in my strength, as the medicine man says, he says, Gary, you found your pillar of strength again. You're back in alignment. Go forth, basically, and conquer the world. So I told Robert, it was shown in my journey that this is what we're supposed to do. We're also supposed to facilitate journeys and he said i know and i said okay so what does that look like and then that leads us down the path six years later we're still leading journeys facilitating journeys helping um multitude of people through a multiple multitude of um anxiety depression um lost direction or even those that know where they're going but know there's something more than they can reach and they just don't know or have the key to get to the other side or um, the guidance to get there. And I think that's important for so many people, but especially for gay men, because I think we harbor so much from our coming out journeys. Even if it was a good coming out journey, there's still these layers, you know, <clears throat> and then we dig into those layers and I've facilitated some retreats, not the kind that you do, but um, I have seen the stuff just show up. Like, wow, here it comes out of nowhere. And usually for the participant, it's like they didn't see that coming either. And I feel like any modality that helps us clear, clear the energy and clear our past or, you know, come confronted and bring it into focus so we can see it really clearly is a game changer, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting to hear you telling the story because I did. So the group I worked with was a group called Men's Inner Journeys out of San Francisco and we did some stuff in the Pacific Northwest, too. We actually did stuff on Whidbey Island just outside of Seattle. And so I went and as a participant first, I'm like, OK, let's go do this. And again, it was game changer. I mean, no, no magic mushrooms, none of the you know, psychedelics, any of that. But I remember the day after, like I was just awake. I was alive. I mean, it was just like, oh, wow. Right. Of course, then you get on an airplane like, OK, that all just went out the door, so to speak. But um, it, it was really interesting. So a year later. My husband, who's a little bit of a like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to, you know, 
for whatever reason, he finds that I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm facilitating. So we let's get really in sync on how this is going to go. Cause, and I, I couldn't tell him a lot because you know that you can't spoil the journey, so to speak. But I said, when we get there, we're kind of done for three days. Like there's a, we won't be sleeping together. B you're in the journey. So, you know, you're going to have to do some stuff, you know, and I was chef as well as I facilitated a couple of things. So of course we made sure that he was never in a facilitated space with me because it would spark certain things. Mm -hmm. And we get, we got off the Island where we were just staying in Seattle for the, I guess after, yeah, no, we stayed in Seattle for a day afterwards and I remember him walking down the streets of Seattle. We were headed to Pike Street Market. And he's like, oh, my gosh, these flowers, they're so vivid. I'm like, welcome <laughs> to being awake, you know, <laughs> a really interesting experience. So I would assume that this is some of what happens for people who do this work with you, too. It's like there's almost like I wouldn't, well, I'm sure some of them come in very dark. You know, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'm sure there's some that come in like, no, things are good, but I just thought I'd try something even newer right so i'm sure the outcomes are so different but i'm sure that awake alive that's a common occurrence in your work i would assume very Mm -hmm. much so yes yeah it's like a a whole new world a new chapter a lot of people will say in some way shape or form like oh that chapter is closed now and the pages before me are blank and i get to write those new chapters and i get to decide and it's it's like people come through a multitude of different closets and they're leaving closets of possibly the energy that they were holding onto from their divorce that happened three, four, five, ten 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, and um, different closets within themselves. And that's something that we've been through where it's like, okay, I had to come out of the coaching closet then the spiritual coaching closet, then the, yeah, the medicine yeah. man closet, the psychedelic closet. And so, and the gay closet. And the, oh yeah, that one and too. The gay closet, yeah. <laughs> well, the gay closet prepares us for all these other closets. That's totally. my, uh-huh. yeah. you know, yeah. I use that a lot in my, I mean, that became my brand. It's like, everybody's got closets and then uh, people are like, oh, and, and now people are always shocked. Like I do a, I've done a talk called coming out of the entrepreneurial closet. Like you're coming mm-hmm. out as an entrepreneur. People are going to go, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're throwing your life away. I'm like, I heard all that when I was coming out as a gay man. What are you doing? You're throwing your life away. You know, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not. I like dick. So it's not crazy. I like dick. It's "It's going to be a hard choice. It's like hard as how I like it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. But it's such a powerful thing to see this. These sort of things come forward. You both had the experience. And then, you know, Rob, you were already coaching and everything. Um, But Gary, for you, like, was it like, okay, now let's go make this a life work? Like, what was your background in? I have this? background. I'm a um, uh, trained Alexander Technique teacher as a mind-body okay. conscious awareness training. Okay. Uh, I picked that up when I was in theater school when I lived in England and just innately knew that this was the, the path that I should go on for discovery of myself. So personal development, I would call it, uh, started when I was in my, in my early 20s. And then I've been continuing on with that path and ended up going to school for three years, become a teacher, also, I got a little healing touch background a couple of years at uh, Vancouver General Hospital. I worked with the nurses there to um, tap into my healing abilities. And then having all that background brought it forth that it just made sense that we bring all our modalities, and combine them together and present this to the world. Awesome. 
Mm-hmm. So you said you're in your 20s. So you know, now that you're 30, what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Nice. Like, <laughs> he says it all the time. He's like, right. they have no idea what you look like and how old you are. Uh, exactly. <laughs> 40, 40, 40 years of experience from Gary. <laughs> and it was 20 years of like metaphysical, spiritual, personal mm-hmm. development training on my side. So there's about 60 years of combined work that um, we we sat back and really looked at like, okay, who do we want to help? And as soon as we started asking the questions, the answers started coming in. And, and one of the biggest things was what, what do most people get up to do every day? They get up to go to work, to go into some sort of business. And if we can have people who are like you were saying a little bit more awake, or we usually use the word conscious. So Mm -hmm. in the world of conscious business and really after those masks, that culture and society and family and friends may have placed on us, the individuals that we work with have a greater sense of clarity within themselves, greater confidence to actually step into that like passionate, purposeful direction in their life, or they have an amplification of what they're already in. And so all of that brilliance is then funneled into some form of conscious business where they're actually living the life that they are consciously choosing to live. Yeah. I remember when I was early on in my coaching and I started feeling these other things I was being called to everything from facilitating group stuff and then writing. And then the first podcast came into being and somebody said to me, so what is it you do? And I said, I'm just one of those guys that takes every personal development journey and turns it into magic for other people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't consider myself truly a magician, but I, because of different ways, I mean, different people come into this work different ways. I mean, I have guys come to work with me one-on-one. They're like, oh yeah, I listened to your podcast. Other guys like I've read your book or I've heard you on a podcast or I saw you speaking on a stage. And I'm like, you know, so I think these are the beautiful things when you find the modality that works really well for you. Mm-hmm. And then one day I had an epiphany because I was working on rebranding the initial podcast. Like I want to, I want to tell bigger stories about all the closets we all come out of, even though I want to stay very true to my roots of LGBTQ and the marketing person I was working with, because I'm a marketing branding guy. So I'm like, I'm too close to this shit. I am going to screw this up if I keep trying to do it myself. Right. And we were having a really interesting conversation around what does this look like? She goes, you really have a personal development boutique firm. I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? And she goes, well, think of everything you do. She goes, the thing that I see for you is everything focused around you using your voice. And I had never had that thought until mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, writing is my voice. Podcasting is my voice. Speaking is my voice. Coaching is my voice. And it suddenly lit me up in a whole new way because I was hitting, you know, as we all do, kind of hit those moments where it's like, okay, I'm doing this. <laughs> is this all there is, right? You know, and I needed that little bump. And as you said, so many people wake up to just go do the thing. I don't. I wake up every day because I get to I get to go do all of this stuff. And I love that that consciousness has entered into my life through many different modalities to keep me moving forward. So so what is some of the biggest challenges you see when people come in? Are they hesitant? Are they body in? Are they like what are some of the challenges you have when people come in to do work with you? I think the biggest thing is, and we've been contemplating this a lot in the last little while, uh, 
I think the biggest thing is letting go and mm -hmm. letting go of the person you were yesterday or the person that you are today when that that newer version, that more expressive, more authentic, more true version of you really wants to come through. But there's this egoic grappling and energetic grappling that takes place where it holds on for dear life. And we're mm -hmm. our, our culture, our society doesn't train us how to actually let go mm -hmm. and surrender. And then when it happens, they're like, oh, that's what letting go is. And so, and then there's like different signposts that come along the way. And, and one of the things like people will often express frustration and it's like, sweet, excellent. If you're getting frustrated, that means you're freaking so close to that energy finally giving up mm -hmm. and you just letting it consume you and you letting it fully go. And yep that whole i think that's one of the most challenging things that people come into and on on the psychedelic journey side it's really it's about them fully stepping into the unknown and our work is a little bit boutique as well it's highly personalized we never ever work with more than four people at a time and it's really trusting us to guide the individuals that are with us through that process and it's like, we tell them, we have 100% certainty. We have no idea what you're going to experience, but we have 100% certainty that we can care for you in a very, very high way, very high level. And um, so stepping into that unknown of a psychedelic journey is, is new for a lot of people. Yeah. A friend of mine and I, I was talking to a friend of mine about having you guys on the podcast. He's I, I know I'm never doing that. I watched that show, Nine Perfect Strangers. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And I'm like, don't let, don't let media and arts dictate this. I'm like, that was, I don't know. I'm going to say so hyper, whatever. Yes. And like, you have to trust number one i believe what i know and i'm gonna let you guys kind of take it from here but i have a good friend that we were talking about before we came on to record who he's been on a couple of these journeys and he's he does silent retreats and stuff as well and so we talk a lot about all this sort of stuff and he's like it's very controlled you just mm -hmm. it's controlled but you do let go and i think that's the thing mm -hmm. is people right there there's such a conflict well it's controlled but you let go it's controlled but you let you know they're like my brain doesn't compute this, right? Yeah, yeah. I think like people see something like Nine Perfect Strangers, and then they're like, "Uh-uh, uh-uh." They're you know, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy was freaking the fuck out. Well, that was because that's what the script said. She needed to freak yes. the fuck out, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And that was so Hollywood. I, it was so Hollywood. Yeah. So you do this in a very controlled way, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very controlled, very trusting. Uh, we get to know our clients before they come on a journey. We prepare them well in advance before yep. coming to visit us for four days. And then the most important part is what you've learned, what you were shown, and move forward in your life in a new direction by applying what you've learned through an integration process, which lasts up to over three months. Mm -hmm. So it's not just come in, do a journey and then go out into the world. We found that there's a number of facilities that probably do that. And the support is needed afterwards more than before. But we have like a four month container that um, envelops uh, the prep, the journey in person and the integration mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this is similar to what we did in Men's Inner Journey. I mean, we we prep for it. There's forms you fill out. There's questionnaires you fill out because there's things that get answered that we integrate into the experience. And then, you know, we wrap up with a, you know, it ends on a Sunday and you know, then like, okay, you're going back out into the world. Now, remember, you've changed, but the whole freaking world is still exactly the same way that's it was right. when you walked out of it, right? Mm -hmm. But then that's why it was so important to like literally like, Four, I think we did it like four days later, we had, we would have a call back. This mm -hmm. is back in the day when zoom and stuff didn't exist, but then we had another one 30 days later. And then Michael who ran the thing, he's the one who continued the stuff, but it was really important because you have to have that. You're not alone. It's going to be some stuff is going to come up, you know, and, and again, back to my husband's experience, you know, we're doing that whole walk around Seattle. And then the next day I'm like, how are you feeling today? And he's like, Oh, good. We went outside and he goes, things aren't as vivid today. I'm like, yeah, that's, but I said, don't be surprised that it suddenly will hit at certain times because there's things that you unlocked in your consciousness mm -hmm. that you're going to see it again. And it's going to be, oh yeah, that shows up now more vivid. Other things you have now put them away, they, mm -hmm. you know, they're gone. And so, you know, my, my personal experience through some of that was the stuff that kind of got put away that was quote gone there would be something that would represent it, but it didn't obsess me. It didn't, it was like, I, it's like a glimmer. It was there, but I no longer was it even invited into my realm of being. And I think this is the really beautiful work that happens in all of these modalities. And especially in the kind of work that you all do is you do help people confront what's not really, what's not working in such an interesting, different way mm -hmm. so that they can truly let go, you yes. know? I remember, and this has, there's a tie in here about what I'm supposed to say. So it was, probably, was it? Yes, it was during COVID. <clears throat> I fell and broke my wrist. Mm -hmm. I broke it so badly that I actually, I had to, I have pins in my wrist and everything. I was freaking out. This is like the first time I was going under the knife and I was going to be under and everything. And I'll never forget my surgeon, great guy, super cool guy. He's standing there right before he comes in to do pre-op. He's like, I know you talked about this is your first one. He goes, you're a coach, right? And I'm like, yep. And he goes, and you help people do this stuff in life to like really like let go, right? He goes, so fucking let go, Rick. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, I was so happy he said that because I'm like, he met me in my world, right? He's like, mm -hmm. you do this with people all the time. And I think that's the thing that's scary for everyone though, mm -hmm. is... We're afraid of letting go, but yet the beauty of what we let go of is amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the so letting what do you go, enjoy? Yeah. No, go ahead. Constriction that we're holding on to something that even if we don't know what it is, it's something that's holding us back. Once we realize what it is, the letting go creates more space for the creativity of the human to move forward. That's really interesting that you bring it up because I'm now I'm going to really tattletale on myself because I've already brought it up a couple of times. So this book that's sitting here, there's a book sitting here on my desk that's like waiting to waiting to go and get to the next level. It's done. It's written. I've edited it a couple of times myself. It's ready to be like, you know, let's go put it to the, you know, let's go try to sell this thing, right? But I just can't get the energy up to do the book proposal. I did one for my first book and didn't really get me anywhere. So of course I'm harboring 
what happened in the past. You know, I'm making the assumption, oh, I'm going to do this again. It's taken me three years on this book not to write it, but kind of it has because I started right at the beginning of the pandemic, then things got busy and then started again. And so finally, here we are. About two months ago, I'm like, okay, are you going to get this to a book proposal or are you going to put it out to your friend, the book agent, and go, hey, is it even worth putting to a book proposal? And so there was my dilemma. I wasn't letting go. I'm like, I got to do it. Three weeks ago, I'm like, well, Rick, you're not in the same position you were eight years ago when you wrote book number one. You actually have some money. You actually have quite a bit of money. Why don't you hire somebody to do the book proposal for you? And as soon as I release that, I'm like, oh, okay, that feels better. Mm. Because I'm like, I, you know, and then of course there's that other side of me, like the, the little poverty kid, my dad's voice, like, don't waste your money. I'm like, well, if I get somebody to write it and it still doesn't go, then I'll have my answer that I'm just supposed to self-publish this. But I, I'm so active right now in my life to carve out a good solid, I don't know, 40 hours to write a book proposal. It just doesn't feel like what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if I was paying myself to write the book proposal at the at my coaching rate, that's a lot of chunk of money. I mean, that's 40 hours times 300 bucks an hour, right? I can pretty sure I can find somebody to write this, but I have to let go, which is hard when you're a creative. I think you guys probably get that sometimes. The, <laughs> us creatives like, nope, nope, that's my little baby. Don't touch <laughs> it. But um, I think that's a really good example of probably something that somebody comes in like corporate execs and stuff, celebrities that you've worked with, like there's something that they got to let go of to like move into that next sphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think what you're hitting on there is we, we lived in a world where support or actually we'll call it help has always been conditional. Of, yes. I'll give you this. You take that back and forth polarity based model. Humanity is moving through like a massive shift in consciousness more in the world of, of unity consciousness. And that's where we're moving into collaborative support. And that collaboration with you, you're actually freeing up your time so that you can really do what you're here to do. And you can pay someone else to do what they're really here to do. And so it's honoring that high level of genius within them, which then honors the high level of genius within you. And then there's a greater, that's how the, the, the harmonizing of consciousness elevates on the whole entire planet. Well, I just want to free up the time, my time so I can drink more wine. I mean, let's get real about Perfect. this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't have cocktails if I'm trying to write a book proposal. It'll come out like crap. So, um, but um, no, I, I mean, I, it was such an interesting inner journey for myself with that mm-hmm. one because I'm like, okay, I could do this, you know? And so now I'm in that space of, okay, now go find somebody to do it. But I don't feel the urgency now. And of course, there's this other weird side of like, okay, but if I finally do the proposal, then I get a publisher, this thing's not going to hit the book stands for another year and a half, two years. I'm like, okay, so what's wrong with that, Rick? (laughs) What's wrong with that? You know, I would much rather like, let's explore. I may still go back off and go, nope, just go do the self-publishing route, which is a whole nother, which I know if I go that route, I'm still going to find somebody to help do that because I'm not doing it myself. I'm just not going to do it. But um it is interesting to see ourselves journey through that stuff. So what's the thing you both enjoy most about doing what you now get to do as your career, your livelihood? What is what you really enjoy about being in this space? Uh, the first integration call after they've left the center is the most exciting moment in our lives. We've had after we've facilitated journeys 
the transformation and the change in the human is remarkable. And the, uh, the, their awareness of who they are and their purpose of what they're supposed to be in the world is uh, beyond words. Uh, I wish we had videos every time we did that first integration call because we get off the calls and it was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. oh, you get to cry. Did you hear what she said? Mm-hmm. Or him is like, oh my God. And then, and they're excited. There mm-hmm. they go. I am free. I am lighter. I feel amazing. And people have noticed the change. Even after we, a month or so later, or even like years later, uh, we still speak with clients and they say, you know, my life has changed considerably. And mm-hmm. I am so grateful to work with the journeyman. And we just like get all emotional about the whole thing. And it, that's what we love. It's love. We had people help us and now we help people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, see, I was going to say, Gary, you blew it. You're supposed to say, well, I love the thing I love the most is I get to work with my husband. I'm like, you know what? You blew that. But, um, you know. Just Where kidding. are we? So it's okay. <laughs> we live together, work together. We live together. Yeah, exactly. But I agree. I, I and it, I don't. I was. I don't know if I was doing another podcast this week. I mean, I know I've done several podcasts this week, but I. I had this conversation about a retreat that I helped facilitate, and it was in Bermuda, and it was an interesting group because it was a definitely a mixed group. It wasn't all gay men. It was about. It was interesting because there was like eight of us facilitators and each of us helped bring people into the retreat and everything. And four of us were gay, four of us were heterosexual guys. So surprise, surprise, guess what the group looked like? It was 50-50, right? Most of us had never really met in person. We kind of knew each other. A couple of us had met in person, but we kind of got that, you know, it happens in our world of personal development. Mm -hmm. Oh, refer this person. Oh, hey, we think we got good centers. Let's do something, right? and one of the guys that came to the retreat, he lived in Denver, Colorado, and he really had this burning desire to like do more, be more in his work, but he just didn't feel like he had a voice. And so that was one of the key focuses for him while we were on the retreat. And I think it helped that we were in a very rustic space. I mean, I'm really super rustic. We're on this little island in Bermuda, but we weren't on Bermuda Island proper. We could see it. We could we could swim over to Bermuda Island if we wanted to. But it was very rustic, like a barrack sort of setup, a lot of outdoor eating and stuff where it was just like, hey, we're just bare boning it. And he got up to speak about what he wanted to do. And he says, I already feel cleansed because we had a big campfire one night. And that that's when all the stuff started bubbling up for everybody. People got got really real. He talked about wanting to do something in his company and how he just didn't feel like they could hear him and all this sort of stuff. So by the time we got done with the retreat, we challenged him to take his idea of what he wants, take it to the company. A month later, when we did our check in, we did the first one early on. But a month later, we did a check in with the whole group. He came on camera. And he was just, there was just like, I mean, and I'm not saying this to be racist. He's a black guy and he was beaming. I mean, there was like this, this beautiful light on this guy. And I was nudging my, one of my co presenters. Cause we happened to be in the same room. I said, look at him, look at, look at his face. So when it came his turn, he says, so I just have to say, I found my voice and you could even see it in the way he articulated. He says, so I found my voice and we're like, holy shit. We didn't hear him talk like this when he was at the retreat. And he goes, and I want you to know that I went to my company and I am now, I don't remember the exact position. He created his own position in the company. 
in a 30 day period because he was so lit up from being opened up and letting mm -hmm. go and saying, here's where I'm going. And that position had never existed. And I'm talking a big company, Spectrum Cable is where he works. And they created this position based on him having a voice and saying, this is what I want. And here's how I can see it benefiting. It, so it shows the power of mm -hmm. any of this work that we do. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that, what you're touching on there is that it's literally giving people like this invisible permission slip of like, hey, you have an idea. You want to go do that? Here's your permission slip. Go create what's really calling those little whispers. And so yeah. often we're looking for someone else to tell us what to do because that's the culture that most of us have grown up in. When you only yep. do what you're told. And then all of a sudden there's these little whispers that like, oh, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I really want to create this. Yep. Like, yeah, go do that. You have unequivocal like permission. Here's your well, but But we are such a, we are such a society of, we need somebody else to tell us it's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the fact of coming out of the closet, it's almost like we needed permission to finally do it until we finally realized, okay, I either going to do this or I'm going to be miserable, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's such a, I always, I always try to help my men that I'm working with because it's predominantly gay men, like value your coming out journey. Cause there's so much insight and consciousness and things that that journey has given us as gay men that actually can help us do anything we want to do. But we got to trust it, that there were so many, as, as you said, you know, guideposts and everything along the way that's like, hey, you can do this. So, all right. So before we wrap up here, let's kind of just really talk about like the actual things you guys do. You offer it in lots of different formats. Um, if somebody really was interested, obviously we're going to send them to your website, but just give us kind of like, okay, let's say you wanted to do a, a you know, be part of a group of four people. Four-day adventure, three-day adventure, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everyone comes with a similar process. Everyone applies. We have a little button on our website that says apply to connect. And then we we really tune into the individuals. We get to know people and place them in groups that have, there's similarities, but there's also growth opportunities yep. for everyone that's in that group. And it's always like unbelievably synergistic there's four weeks of preparation so everyone gets to know each other a little bit what they're going through growing through on zoom calls beforehand then they come and work with us in person for four full days and it's it's an intensive it's immersive process there's nothing to retreat from and we're with you we're guiding you from the time you wake up to the the time that you go to bed we have a a very dynamic structure that um is always catered to the individuals uh there's two psilocybin journeys there's two full days of integration and it's all of, it's we call it the new ai it's applied integration so you're actually learning how to remember the the things that you actually discovered in your journey and then um it's done in a in a, in a state like setting it's gorgeous it's um I'd say it's synonymous to nine perfect strangers without the underhandedness that was in that Joe. Um, so there's a high level of integrity. We won't lock you in a room. Yeah, there's a high level of integrity, high level of respect for the people that are coming to work with us. And then we, everyone reluctantly leaves. They want to stay and live with Rob and Gary for the rest of their days. And then we have to push them out the door and they fly free. And uh, then we're, we support them afterwards. Uh, for another three months. And that's the, the most common container or offering that people come into. And it's, it's a game changer. 
but you also do individual work too, right? Yeah, yes. we do solo or power partners or husband, 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 mm-hmm. wife, 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 whatever is a whoever comes forth. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all those are amazing, whether you're on your own or you're with a group. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. cool. So we've invited people to open their minds, take a little journey into even deeper, more awakened consciousness. And um, I hope some guys that listen to this, if nothing else, they would like, okay, let's at least go check it out, see if this is something for me, because I know any of this sort of exploration, you know, can be amazing game changers for you. Even just getting coaching is an amazing game changer for some. You may not be ready to go to the level of what Mm -hmm. Gary and Rob do, but I'm a big fan of find the thing that works for you. And for some people, this may be their first quote journey into anything like this. And it may, it'll probably be the reason it's calling to them is because it's calling to them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many, and you, you know, you guys being in, in our personal development world, I know I'm not for everybody and Mm -hmm. I'm totally cool with that, Mm -hmm. but I'd much rather figure that out in a, in a introductory call or, you know, a short coaching session, go, here's what this is all about. I mean, I got to vibe with them. If I don't vibe with them, I'm not going to be present. I, okay. I'm, and again, I'm telling truths on myself, yeah. but I, I, if I don't feel the vibe, I'm, you know, I, I had a couple of sessions this week with some potential new people and one of them, I'm like, yep, this is a, let's go. The other one, I'm like, this isn't going. I could, I could just feel the commitment there. And I, I graciously said, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure I'm the right fit for you. Let me give you some names of some other coaches. I'd love to have you go explore, you know? Most people are pretty cool with it. I've only had a few people like, really, what's wrong with me? I'm like, well, right, uh, right there could be the, the, the thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, same with us. Yeah, it, it's not everybody's uh, game. And mm-hmm. uh, it's great just to meet people online. And then if they aren't a fit, then like you, redirect and say yep. maybe a couple of years down the road, you, this may um, be shown to you again. And then let's have a call then. Well, very good, guys. Well, thank you so much for sharing and and being part of this and doing the work that you do to make the planet a more conscious place. So if somebody wants to connect with you, give a shout out to your website, even though we'll have this all on my website, but sometimes people don't go to the website. So um, what's your website? www.thejourneymancollective.com. I bet that gets spelled all wrong all the time. (laughs) Journeyman, it's journeyman. Like, no, not journeyman, it's journeyman collective yes. um so collective I, 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 about I, I, everybody not just yeah me. exactly i'm sure you probably oh oh it was those guys from the collective i'm like no the collective is a whole different thing folks so, uh, <laughs> it's always so i mean my last name is one of those it's like no it's clemens it's c lemons it's yes i realize it can be spelled a hundred different ways but um <laughs> maybe i should send somebody on a journey how to spell clemens that's what i think I'll totally. do. <laughs> so well thank you again guys this has been a really great conversation i love what you're doing keep doing Doing what you're doing and if anybody's listening who would love to explore please go check out the journey men men collective.com and at least start the process of having a conversation yes. with gary or rob plus they're they're both really good looking guys i mean who wouldn't want to have two good looking guys holding their hands through a journey like this so um, anyway thanks guys for being here so appreciate you thank you so thank much. you so much it was brilliant that's a wrap for 40 plus gay men gay talk where size doesn't matter we drop our bullshit get over our screwed up fears make bold moves and live life without apologies 
Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk, where the conversations continue.